Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hello and happy holidays and welcome to a new edition of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today is our last episode of 2021, which is crazy to think about that it's already... December and it's just it feels like it was just the springtime. It's crazy how fast time is moving. Seriously, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to believe that we've got a full year, a full calendar year under the podcast now and uh, that got us thinking about, you know, where we have come as a podcast and as a podcast community because you guys are very much a part of this community. And so today's episode is going to be focusing on some of our favorite moments, not only from 2021, but also from the podcast as a whole, since we didn't really do an episode like this last year. So we might delve a little bit into some of the stuff that we talked about in 2020. So we want to bring this all in and do sort of a last year and a third of uh, missing the podcast. Yeah. And I was also thinking specifically this year that by the time this episode airs in 2021, we did 49 episodes, which means we only like took off three weeks. High five. Yeah. Virtual high, high five. five. Nice. <laughs> it's crazy. It doesn't feel like it was that many episodes. Uh, well, there's there's some obvious choices for favorite episodes, and, and we'll talk about those a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, but yeah, there were some really, really fun episodes to do this year. And if it's all right with you, Pam, I want to start out with one of my favorites that we did. Uh, and that was the episode all about the movie from Justin to Kelly. Oh, we, so much fun. We did a whole... We did a kind of a whole thing around the anniversary of the movie where we did a rewatch of the movie where we did it live on YouTube. And then we also had a companion episode come out where we kind of went through the movie, kind of like how we do our album reviews, where we kind of go back through uh, from start to finish. And then we brought on our friend Jen who is not only one of the earliest message board moderators in sort of the Kelly fandom, but she was also an extra in From Justin to Kelly. And she really told some really interesting stories. I had long blonde hair at the time. So that's how you're, you'll find me. There's a scene, I cannot remember what the conversation was. There's like a circular type of bar. It's at night in like a tiki thing where Justin and I can't remember anyone's names, the guy with the glasses, um, Brian, Eddie, was, Eddie, Eddie, they were talking to each other and right behind them. So I'm sitting there at, on a bar stool, my, just like the back of me, a guy walks over, I shove him off a stool and we just have a full on fight. Like I'm like in his face, like kind of like, <laughs> like try me type of stuff. And then some other guy walks around, sits down next to me and I look at him and I'm like, Oh yeah, I got another one. Um, and the, we were just goofing around. It was a random guy I had just met on this on set. And we we're like, let's just have our own little scene. And the director walked over. He's like, do that, but do it bigger. So we literally have like a boyfriend fight. And then another guy walks over and I'm like, done with you. Got a new one. <laughs> right in the middle of the, of the scene. Like you can't miss it. I loved having her on this episode because she's the only, probably the only like, 
big fan and the only big fan that is still a big fan of Kelly's today, that was part of the movie. Like no yeah. one else can say that, which is just so cool of her. And she was able to kind of give us a little like inside look behind the scenes thing. And she got to like hang with Kelly and I don't know. No one else has ha- has had that experience, nor will they ever. Yeah, clearly, we're not. We are not getting a sequel to that movie, <laughs> <laughs> if as only. much as some of us want it. Um, yeah, I I loved that. I think whether or not, I mean, I don't know. We can actually do like a yearly recap of the movie because nothing's going to change about it. Yeah. But I just think for our own sake, we should do an homage to the movie every year in some way. Sure, I'm okay. That was for a that. great way to do it. That was a great way to do it. So next year will be the 19th anniversary. Holy yes. crap. Oh, my God. It's crazy. That's crazy. One of the things that came out of our rewatch of that movie that's something that I've been more hyper aware of now is my appreciation for Anika Nani Rose, uh, who obviously is in that movie. And now I feel like I'm seeing her absolutely everywhere. Uh, yes. It was – I mean, I knew that she went on to voice uh, Tiana in The Princess and the Frog. And but I didn't realize that she is actually considered a Disney legend. And so it's just it is so wild to me that she went from, you know, this movie that was so panned and so like such a punchline in popular culture in the last 20 years to now being a wildly successful and very well-respected actress and singer uh, in the entertainment industry. I'm really, I, I'm just so glad that I have all of that knowledge now because I really didn't put all those pieces together. Like I knew about Princess and the Frog before uh, we, we talked about Justin to Kelly, but I never connected all of the pieces. And so now whenever I see her like on TV or something, I think there was a time not too long ago where she was being interviewed by one of the morning news shows. And I remember sending you, Pam, the picture. I was like, hey, there's our girl on on the news. You no, you specifically texted me and yeah. I think you wrote, Hell, hell, hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, That's her, that's Kaya. Yes. Um she's she's also been on Broadway and yeah. I just I remember she was on I think she performed on the the same the same year, I think it was last year that Kelly did the Kennedy Center Honors mm-hmm. thing. She also performed and I was just like, Oh, Kaya showed up. That's fun. Yeah, a little reunion. <laughs> yeah, and I think that if it weren't like if it wasn't during the pandemic, you know, that show would have been as it's normally staged, and we would have had an opportunity for Kelly and Anika to reunite backstage. Oh my god, that would have been so funny. <laughs> oh my god, that would have that would have been really funny. Like Alexa, where you at? Uh, I love that movie. It's so bad. It's so good. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to uh, to do more with from Justin and Kelly in the future and. Continue to yes. have fun and, and take back the narrative from that movie. Like we're going to take it back from the people that panned it and made fun of it and we're going to own it and we're not going to let people make us feel bad for loving such an awful movie. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like The Room or like Rocky Horror. We need to do one of those like midnight screening or like those like those cult following things that you go to the movies and like everyone dresses up and yes. sings along and screams during the movie. It's <laughs> it's going to happen at some point. I don't know when and where, but like I'll make it happen. I was going to say, if there's anybody that can pull it off, it's us. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, All right. I so uh, Pam, let's go to you about a, an episode that you particularly loved from the last year or so. 
So one that we did a couple weeks ago, actually, it was an episode that we really weren't planning on doing, and it was very, very, very last minute. Um, It was our first impressions of when Christmas comes around. Mm -hmm. Now, we – I don't even – I forgot if we made note of this or not, but we had – it was recorded the same time as another episode of ours, one of our roundtable episodes – and we kind of gave the guests the heads up like the a day or two prior. We were like, hey, you know, show up for our roundtable episode. Your only homework assignment is to listen to the new Christmas album. And which is obviously they were all going to anyway because mm-hmm. a new Kelly album's out. And we ended up recording with them for like two plus hours and we split the episode in half and we we did two episodes. I mean, Jeremy, you can probably tell me if I'm wrong, but that I could actually hear going to not just like your, um, you know, the stations mm. that just play Christmas music, um, you know, throughout all of November and December, but I could also hear the duet going to like top 40. Yeah. Th- I mean, look, I wrote this down that it should be a single. This is this is an excellent song. In fact, it's one of the best songs on the album. These two sound really good together. Um, you know, we got a few tastes of that with them on The Voice. But this is our first chance to hear them in a studio, and their voices blend really, really well. I mean, that last harmony uh, near the end of the song, I mean, that is the, like, apex of the album. I mean, that is, like, the vocal moment of the album is when they hit those harmonies in this song. And I, I'm also interested to hear what, what, what are they, are they Arianators? I, I, don't, I don't know what the fan base is called. <laughs> <laughs> I... Oh my god, that's amazing! I, I, oh I hope you get so much hate from that, Jeremy. That's kidding. You're gonna get added for that one, Jeremy. <laughs> Fantastic! Oh. I'm just gonna cut that out. I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what what her fan base is called, but I hope that they get behind this song. And I know that, like, we saw that they were sort of mobilizing as. Uh, as like the Twitter. album's release, yeah, they were they were mobilizing on Twitter. They had this whole yeah. plan, like they're organized. Um, so I hope that they're doing that for this song, and it deserves it because it's a really, really good song. I feel like most Kelly fans at this point are like, they're like, oh, we're too old, we're working, we can't figure out campaigns <laughs> on social media. I'm like, I'm fucking tired. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, uh, Ashley. Your thoughts on it? <laughs> I want to tell you that they are called Arianators. I looked it up right now. So you're not wrong, but the fact that we all laugh means that now we are all canceled, except for Jeremy. So the When Christmas Comes Around episode, I – okay, we recorded it the day after the album came out. I had listened to the album maybe twice, mm-hmm. if that. So I am really excited to go back and listen to the episode in a couple weeks in a, or in a couple months from now or even this time next year to kind of – see what my first impressions were because I don't really remember that much. And again, listening to an album once or twice is not always going to be what you think of the album as. You sometimes have to listen to it multiple times through. And I think it's going to be really interesting for all of us who were, it was so new and so fresh to us. And I'm I'm excited for us to go back and listen and be like, oh, I didn't like this song or, oh, I, is that what I thought? And I just think it's it was a cool thing for us to do. It was really fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I really like being able to do these sort of instant reaction things. And obviously, we're going to have another one in 2022 when the new primary album comes out. I'm already sort of mentally preparing myself for that because uh, if this next album is anything like the mood and the tone of the Christmas album, 
Uh, it is going to be a ride. So I can't wait to do the uh, the instant reaction to that particular album. And I'm I'm excited. And, you know, it sort of gets into a little bit of the stuff that we're looking forward to for next year. I am so looking forward to the new album, not just because of the content of the album itself and the fact that we're going to be getting new music. I'm excited for all the things that we get to do around that album as a podcast. I mean, we're going to be diving into the lyrics. We're going to be diving into just the impressions of the songs themselves. We'll probably bring some of you guys on to talk about your thoughts on the album because it's it's fine and all to hear from me and from Pam, but you know, this podcast, you know, from the very beginning, we said it was all about you guys. And so I'm very excited to hear what other people are going to think about this new album and to hear your opinions on it and to really, really dive deep on it and to do it as quickly as possible because there's something about doing it in the moment before you really let everything get a chance to settle. Because I think if we were to go back and do another dive on the When Christmas Comes Around album, we might be a little bit different than the way we felt about it when we first listened. Because if I if I remember correctly, we like we a lot of us bumped on Blessed. We thought it was a nice song. We didn't. I made quite, fun of it. Yeah, I made fun of it. I yeah. was like hashtag blessed, and now I'm like the production on the song, and like is incredible. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like sorry, I made fun of you, blessed. You're great. Yeah, your your opinions definitely change over time, and we sort of just glossed over the song really quickly, and then you know just a couple of weeks later, you know we start to realize that oh man, this is a big song, and it's I I mean I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying that. It is probably one of the most favorited songs from the album from the fan base based on what we've seen come through on social media and and voting. Yeah. And the album, like, clearly we're going to do an episode about this soon. But like, you know, clearly Kelly has gotten kind of viral for multiple reasons since we recorded that episode Mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks. And a lot of it does have to do with the Christmas stuff. Uh, People are like, oh, I didn't know Kelly came out with a Christmas album like this. This album is amazing. And just. There's just so much that has happened over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I, I really think the instant reaction and recording is something to savor because it's just our we, – we, we were so innocent, you know? We didn't know anything. And yeah. then, you know, we, the album had been out for like 36 hours and we're like, okay, I guess the, here it is. Here's what we think. And then once you get t- – once you have time to really absorb it, you're just like, oh, this is – this this hits differently. Yep. So that's like, you know, even – I haven't done this, but I'm very – a little excited and a little like cringe to like go back and listen to our very first episode because I'm like, oh god, I don't know if I know how to talk, but like, <laughs> it could be interesting. It could be really interesting to see how much. Well, you're you're an expert at talking and and, and doing all this, but this was not natural for me to do a podcast or to talk to myself or you and just us, you know? Yeah. Um, not normal for me. So I'm like very curious to go back and listen to like the very first episode or two and hear how much growth, how much growth, how much we have grown. <laughs> See, I'm still not doing great. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all Whatever. good. See, that's all right. that's why people love you so much, Pam, because oh, you are you, you are this. as real as everybody. <laughs> oh, I try. I should tell my, my therapist that. Anyway, moving on. Um Jeremy, what's your next favorite episode? Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned sort of the the episode that we did alongside of the When Christmas Comes Around episode because that was our second roundtable episode. And I loved that episode as well. 
but there's always going to be sort of a, a, a place in my heart for our very first roundtable episode that we did back in June of this year. And that was another one, you know, you said, Pam, that we we sort of threw it together at the last minute. We didn't really know what it was going to sound like when it came to the instant reaction from the new Christmas record. The roundtable episode was another one where I think I texted you early in the week of the week that we were going to be recording and said, hey, what do you think about doing an idea like this? And you thought, let's give it a try. Let's see what happens. And it ended up being one of our favorite episodes for quite a while because it was just so much fun to just sit there and basically just sit in a room, talk with fans and friends, and then just record it, slap it together as an episode. And that's really what you ended up hearing in our roundtable episode. And it was really just a lot of fun to just talk about Kelly's career with other fans who have been there from especially the early days when it came to uh, our friends, Rob, Nettie and Jenna. And it was just a it was such a fun episode to put together. And just these conversations that we had were some of my favorites. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a, a whole album of, of like piece by piece songs where <laughs> she'll be like trying to perform them live and she can't get through anything because she, she starts crying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that that's not the case. Hopefully, there's, you know, uh-huh. some some upbeat, you know, empowerment, like somebody said, uh, you know, in the album. That would be great. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that you know she's able to make it all the way through an entire concert without breaking down. I hope it's more down. angry. Not that I want her angry, but I don't want it to be sad. I don't want her. To, you I'd rather want be... her angry. You want her. You want her. <laughs> you want your Alanis yeah. album out of her. I was gonna say. I don't want her want crying. I'd rather her just like growl and be like, "You." <laughs> Rather than her being sad, because being sad is not fun for anyone. And yeah, I, I want to give her a hug, or I want to be like stronger and be like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I want it to be like the Olivia Rodrigo album. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Rob and I are going to be seeing her whenever she goes on tour in yeah. New York. We're going to be there in the in the back, just being like, "Where are the older we are too yes, old crowd?" To I will too. Exactly. Let's all go. The album is amazing, but. So I want good. it to be like that album on crack. Yes. That I will co-sign till the day I die. Yeah. yeah, I had both roundtables on my list of like favorites that we've done. Um, I think it's because we come prepared with some questions, but the episodes usually take a life of their own mm-hmm. and we kind of sometimes go off course and that's, that's even better. You know, I, I, at least for the very first roundtable, it was with people that we already knew and it was with our friends. So it it just had a very organic feel to it. And then mm-hmm. the second one, I mean, Ashley's my best friend in the world. So yeah. I've known her for a while. Then Moni and Dan, we've had on the show before, but like they didn't really not they didn't none of them really knew each other. So it was a very different dynamic, but it still worked out really well. And yeah. I think both of them were just so much fun. Um the first round table, I remember specifically, like it was a pretty long episode and then we stopped it. And then once we were done, we stayed on Zoom for at least an extra hour talking, maybe oh, yeah. even longer than that. Yeah. And it was, it, it got to like, you know, 1 or 2 p.m. Eastern. We're like, guys, we should probably head out. You know, yeah. we've been on here for three hours. Maybe we should leave. <laughs> and it's just, it's rare because it was so not planned that way. And it, it was just such a fun episode and I hope people enjoyed it. Yeah. Even if you weren't part of it, I hope you enjoyed it and felt like you were a part of it. Well, it reminded me too that, you know, one of the things that this pandemic sort of took away from everybody was just the ability for us to get together and talk and have these sorts of conversations. And and I don't know what 
the touring landscape would have looked like if there wasn't a pandemic. But, you know, the the conversations and the things that we talked about a lot in our roundtable episode are the kinds of conversations that people would have at a dinner if you met up with a bunch of friends and fans prior to a show or the conversations that you would have while you're standing in the pit prior to, you know, in the middle of set change or something. And it sort of got it, it got to take the place of those conversations that we would have had with a lot of our friends and fellow fans outside of a concert setting. And so it sort of it it filled up that cup for me because that's one of the reasons why I love traveling to shows and meeting fans and and hanging out with fans because we all have this commonality between us and it's so much fun to just share each other's opinions about any and all things about her career that you know we got to then do that in sort of a smaller scale in the podcast and it just i i walked away from that and i think it was uh i think it might have been Jenna or Nettie uh, again off air after we were already done recording where they were like i don't want this to be over like i don't want to be done like i want to keep talking um you know i kind of felt the same way because i had missed that so much just and you know we've only we're only about two or so years removed from the last tour but even still, you know, we all get those experiences when we go to shows. And it was just really nice to have that again. And and I'm really looking forward to having more of those roundtables uh, in 2022 and just sitting down and just talking with fans and and talking about their experiences with Kelly, you know, outside of like our My Kelly experiences, which will be coming back next year as well. Uh, but it's just sometimes nice to just sit around and just talk about things that have to do with her career and and get other people's opinions. It's, it just really was one of the episodes that I still think about to this day. Yeah, because you can only have so much interaction on like Twitter or like Instagram. And even when you're at a concert, like it's so loud and everyone's just like so hyper mm-hmm. and like just they're like squirrel at any moment because like, <laughs> oh, there's a there there's some song playing like no one's like really sitting or standing and engaging in a conversation at a concert. Everyone yeah. is just like ah, on edge. So this was it was like a very rare and different kind of opportunity for us to really be able just to like just sit down and just talk for and that's sure it. for sure it's great like i i'm gonna say this like if it weren't for covid obviously like none of us wanted this freaking pandemic to happen the one of the few great things to come out of it was this podcast there's mm-hmm. no way in hell jeremy you can probably back me up that we probably would have done this no, I, I think that the I idea, so. yeah, I don't think the idea would have been out there to do this because, I mean, I definitely know that I was looking for an outlet to talk about something and I've been kicking around the idea of doing a podcast of something that I was interested in for a couple of years and I just never really had the idea. Um, and then, you know, I, and I always have to give a very special shout out to Emily, um, fellow Casey fan who, you know, sort of was one of the first people to kick around the idea with me about this podcast. And, you know, I'm just really glad that we were able to do all of this. And I hope it lasts for a, a very long time afterwards because we just keep doing new fun things. And I, I, my favorite part, and I've always said this, my favorite part of this whole podcast has been meeting other fans uh, some for the first time, you know, ones like Ashley, for instance, your friend, I have known of Ashley for years. I mean, years and years and years back yeah. when she was, you know, doing some of her design work for the Kelly community. I knew of Ashley. And so it was super awesome to finally, you know, get into a virtual room and and have conversations. It was just it was really, really nice. And I and I really liked that a lot. So I hope that kind of stuff continues in the new year. 
Amen to that. It will. It's not a hope. It's it. It definitely will. Yes, we will make it happen. Um. All right. Let's look at another favorite episode that I did. So one that it's a ongoing thing that we actually just did is I really love the Kellyoki ones that we have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something I thought was going to be like on my list, but the more I thought about it, we've done two so far, and I think it's really awesome because. Again, I I'm gonna use the word even though Jeremy hates it. They've been going even more viral. Her mm-hmm. her karaoke performances, even though even since we recorded our episode a few weeks ago, she's had so many. The uh, Seven Rings by Ari- Ariana Grande. Damn it! Um, <laughs> You're gonna learn someday. I'll learn someday. But like a lot of her stuff has just been going like crazy, like wildfire on Twitter. So I just I love that that this is gonna be an ongoing, ever changing series for mm-hmm. us that we're going to do every couple months. It just it keeps me on my toes and it makes me relive performances I completely forgot about. And I think this is going to be something we're going to do pretty often. It's probably going to be one just like my Kelly experience. I think this is going to be something we're going to do pretty regularly and the great part is we have we always have new content to choose from. All right, my number two, this is one that, Pam, I was almost certain, uh, and maybe you are still to to talk about this one. Uh, my number two is her, well, you know what, actually, now that I think about it, I know you won't have this on your list because it's a song she's covered on tour before, and that was part of your criteria, so I know I'm going yep. to have this one to myself. I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, this is her cover of Mark Broussard's Home. Yep. yep. <laughs> this would have been number one, but I yeah, had to stick to my guns. I, yeah, I know you love this song. I love this song, too, and- I will say this is maybe one occasion where the tour cover is better than the Kellyoki cover just because the tour cover is so raw. And I know that there's a bootleg going around that most people, uh, if you do have a copy of Kelly singing home, it's this version. But damn, is it good? It is just the the emotion and the like angst that she puts into that cover on tour is so good and it did translate a bit to the talk show uh it was still a really really good uh cover it's still an incredible song so i mean you know she could do it acoustic and it would probably you know slay but still just i get you know the hair on the back of my neck stands up every time she performs this song and i was so excited that she brought it to Kellyoki. so yeah my number two yeah, and it's like we said in the episode, you know, she does 180 episodes of the talk show every year, and they're only about 60-ish episodes into the season. So there's still a lot more to do. And like you said, you know, there's there's fresh content coming out all the time. I mean, we we could honestly do that episode every like six months, and we would have a Easily. ton of of new covers to talk about, plus the reactions to some of those covers. Like you said, the Ariana Grande uh, got passed around quite a bit. Uh, you know, NBC is has been very, very good about promoting Kelly. And so I think it's probably like once every week or once every two weeks, like the Today Show Twitter account will push out one of Kelly's Kellyoki segments. I mean, they're really, really good about promoting what she's doing. And I, I love talking about them as well, just because we all love when Kelly covers songs and to get them at such a rapid fire pace is is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's amazing that like we prior to we'll say the voice even so mm-hmm. we'll say three, four years ago, there was a point where we were like desperate for content. We were desperate for it from from Kelly in some way or another. There'd be months where we we'd hear nothing from her. Now it's like 
overload. Yeah. We have The Voice, we have the talk show, we have random NBC promo that she does. It's just there's all there's so there's so much content. So podcast came at the right time. I will say that this would probably be a more difficult podcast to do if she didn't have the Kelly Clarkson show, just because 100%. there is that daily content. Uh, but it is nice to to have it out there because it is an easy source of things to talk about. And, you know, we're going to discuss this in a future episode, um, but we haven't done this kind of an episode yet. And that is sort of Kelly's viral moments. I want to give a shout out to I think her name is Jess or Jessica on Twitter who gave me that idea. Yeah. So, yeah, we are going to be doing that episode because that one's going to be a very easy one because there's been several of those and not all of them have been Kellyoke episodes so or Kellyoke instances so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. My next episode I want to talk about is one of our My Kelly Experience episodes that we did earlier in 2021 and that was when we sat down and we talked with Lauren and Penny and it was our My Kelly Experience Express edition. Uh if you want to go back and listen to the episode it was from March 16th and this one was a lot of fun for me because as a Kelly fan early on when I was on the Express and even also when I was just on the the primary official Kelly message board on her official website, I remember seeing Lauren and Penny both uh, discussing topics and, you know, sort of, I mean, on the Express, they were more moderate-y, uh, but, you know, I still saw them showing up on the proper official message board as well. And it was just really, really fun to have an episode where we could sit and talk with two OG fans who really had a lot of interesting insight into the early days of the Express. What was your thoughts or or how did you feel when you picked up your copy of My December and you read through the the liner notes um in that particular album it was a little different because she put them in the in under the the tray where the disc goes and that very last line says this is for shelly from all the expressors what was your thought seeing kelly dedicate an entire album to her well, I'm going to tell you, you just saying that right now, I've got, I've got goosebumps. I've got gooseies, <laughs> as Jayla would say. Um, it, I don't want to say that it brought validation, but it just, oh, I'm trying to find the right words for it here. It's and I've never lost It solidified everything you've been work, you had worked on and the friendships you made. It did. It did. It just, First off, it made my love for Kelly grow even more. I mean, I remember showing my husband saying, look, I spent all my time on this place and look, <laughs> she knows us, you know? Um, and of course my husband was familiar with Shelly because we would talk on the phone. You know what I mean? From time to time, Shelly loved to talk on the phone. So, you know, she'd be sitting there moderating while she's talking to um, one of the moderators on the phone. Um but just just seeing that um, really spoke to the kind of person that Kelly was and really just spoke to her knowing the kind of person that Shelly was um, and the Express in general. So I also happened to be at the concert in Vegas when she gave Shelly a shout out 
saying this next song is for Shelly. She was a big fan who passed away recently. Um, and she did the song Thankful, which was like Shelly's yes. favorite song. Yep. That's amazing. I didn't know that. It was a really awesome episode for me in particular because as a middle of the road, I don't want to say young fan because I know we have a lot of actual like teenager fans of Kelly's who listen to the podcast, but I was, you know, I'm a little bit younger than a lot of the uh, original fans. And even though I was like, I lurked a lot of like the express and I, I didn't really post, but like I looked a lot in it, but it was so cool to hear even the beginnings of how the express came along and even um stuff during idol like i had no idea about some of the idol message boards and just to hear the whole history of a crazy large kelly community that is still thriving today mm-hmm. it was really awesome to hear it firsthand it was also fun to you know hear them talk about some of the the things that we had to do because of the way that technology was in the early to mid 2000s you know, when we talk about doing Kelserts and, uh, you know, having one person at a concert on their phone the whole time so that another person could hear it. And then that person would relay the set list to everybody else or they would talk about, you know, oh, she's she's talking about this or she just hit a crazy note in this um, or it sounds like something weird's going on on, you know, during this song. Those kinds of moments are things that we don't get anymore because technology has vastly improved and you know we we kind of know what we're going to get when we go to a Kelly show because more often than not the set lists are for the most part all the same and there was just so many great memories that those two brought back for me in my days uh, on the express as well and I'm I'm still on the express I'm just not as act, nearly as active as I used to be uh, but either way, it was just really fun to sort of relive some of those memories. And, and you know, some of my favorite times on the Express was around a new album era. And, you know, the days that an album came out, I remember being at work and listening to the album. I would like close my door in my office and I would turn on the album and then I would have the Express in front of me. And it was, you know, a live board, you know, with hundreds of people on all at once. And they're just giving their live reactions to songs and uh, specifically, I remember that during my December. And so it was really fun to relive some of those memories with both of those ladies. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that we uh, we were able to get them both on at the same time. My next one of my favorite episodes that we did was um, was one about bonus tracks. It's a little random. And like the episode itself wasn't anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, if, for, if you haven't listened, it was an episode we did that really just listed and spoke about all the bonus tracks that she's had on albums. And I think what I like the most about this is because Kelly's been so popular the last couple years and she just continues to get more popular, which is just crazy considering she's been around for so long. But there are a lot of new fans of all different ages, people who are just figuring out or just really diving into her catalog now. And I remember people, so many people were writing to us not knowing a lot of the songs. And not that I want to be like, oh my God, like, here you go. Like, you're welcome. But I just think it's really cool that we have the vessel where we're able to just like let people know, like spread, spread the gospel of of Clarkson, like <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed that. Plus, some of my favorite songs by Kelly are her bonus tracks, and it was just a really great way to let people know, hey, some of her songs actually aren't on Spotify, 
but they are legit. They were commercially released. You should check them out. So I don't know. I I, I like that kind of stuff. But I remember like during the breakaway era, they did a lot with that guy, Jason Nevins, I think his name mm-hmm. is. He did a lot of like the Hazel Eyes and the Because of You. Like he did remixes with those. But other than that, I can't really think of much. There was a whole remix of, uh, of Since You've Been Gone. Remix, yeah, was, they had a stronger remix. Well, which then there I was accidentally the whole- bought. It was like a, and I didn't realize. I thought I was buying a single. This was like back in 2011. I thought I was buying like a stronger remix, uh-huh. like a song on iTunes. I was in, it was an album. It was like a yeah. was $10. Like eight, yeah, it was like or, eight versions of the and song. And I bought it and I'm like, oh no, what did I do? Why did I buy it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I just graduated high school. I was like, I don't have any money. Why did I just spend $10 on remixes I'm never going to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun episode to do just because it was it was sort of a different kind of a, a, a conversation because we always talk about you know the songs that everybody knows and the and the album songs and to be able to put a spotlight on some of those songs that the average you know minivan mom doesn't hear was really fun and and it kind of felt like uh you know like the real niche type of a conversation that that a Kelly Clarkson fan podcast would have is to get into the real deep down nitty gritty like okay this is what you came to this podcast for we know that you're here because you're a big fan, but we're going to talk about more than just the surface stuff that everybody knows about. Now, this is how you get down and dirty and be a real deep fan is knowing these songs. And I really like when we get to do conversations about that kind of stuff because I and I'm with you in that I'm not, I'm not giving us the, any sort of credit for teaching fans about stuff, although we have had people let us know that they've learned things from the podcast. It is really nice to talk about these different things that the average person who is just a surface Kelly fan doesn't know, maybe doesn't even care about. But we know that if you listened to the bonus tracks episode, you are a diehard fan, you're hardcore, and you really want to learn and know more about Kelly and her content that that she puts out. And yeah, it was a, it was a fun episode for me. All right. I have uh, I have another couple episodes that I really liked. And this is I think this is the only one that reaches back into 2020. Um, again, I said that, you know, we were going to cover the whole of the podcast since we didn't do one of these episodes last year. But this is the only episode that really goes that far back for me. And it was actually the fourth episode that we did of the entire podcast. And at first, when we decided to do this episode, I thought maybe it was going to be a little early to discuss this, but it actually ended up coming at the right time. And we've referenced this episode many, many times in the future. And this was our Stan Stigma episode. And oh yes, I, I really, really wanted to do this episode. I thought it was really important, uh, especially you know as the podcast was getting going, because it is a, a topic that a lot of us have dealt with. Over the course of our lives, you know, whenever anybody finds something that they're really, really passionate about, you're always going to talk to that one person or that one friend or that one family member who just looks at you and goes, man, you're like obsessed or, you know, wow, don't you think you're getting a little too like excited about this? Um, And I think we've all experienced that. And it was important for me to, to have us talk about that because it was sort of our way of saying, you know, this podcast is a safe space to talk about any and all things Kelly. And that's what we're going to do. And you should never feel 
uncomfortable to really show what you know when you're engaging with us on social or even if you end up being a guest on the show. Um, because I know that a lot of us have dealt with that kind of stuff. And it's it's a difficult thing to do, especially um, and I'm going to speak for myself here uh, as a, you know, a straight married man. Uh, to be this into a female artist, I had my fair share of people look at me a little cross-eyed over it. And I think that's why this episode is still very special to me. And I've even considered, you know, us going back and, and revisiting an episode. I like kind of want to, I kind of want to. Yeah. Because we did that. Yeah. We did that well over a year ago. My life has changed significantly since then. Mm-hmm. Everyone's has in some way or another. Yeah, it's something I have dealt with since I was a before I was a teenager and I'm almost 30. So keep that in mind. I've been dealing with it's been like a cloud over my head. Mm-hmm. Cuz I've had some people be supportive. I've had a lot of people being like that's she's so random. Like why? Like I can't tell you how many people have been like Kelly's so random and I'm like okay, fine, whatever. Like let her be random. That's fine. Yeah. She's my person then. And over the last couple of years it's been a little bit more a little bit more, um, oh, Pam, that's so cool that you're doing that. Or what I can't tell you in the last couple of weeks how many people have been like, I knew Kelly could sing, but oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> where the hell have you been? But yeah, it's something like a lot of people, maybe when they're growing up, they go through phases where they really like a celebrity and they'll be like, you know, like a year or two or a couple of years and they grow out of it. And I think a lot of casual people don't really understand become, being like a really hardcore fan of something or someone for so long that's not like a sports team or something like that or like star wars i don't know but like when it's something that's like not super common you know like again like there's so many people who are major taylor swift fans or uh, britney spears which that's great and those are more like obvious celebrities but when you're such a big fan of someone who maybe isn't like the most popular in the world People tend to get confused and criticize you and question you. And it's only been the last couple of years that people in my life have been a little bit more accepting, even like my family and friends. And now they're just like, all right, you do you. Yep. Um, Honestly, having this podcast, people have been kind of respecting me a bit more, which Mm -hmm. I think is really interesting. And I'm like, well, I've been waiting for this for, you know. (laughs) (laughs) almost 20 years but okay better late than never but i would love to revisit that topic sometime next year yeah um and i don't know if i want to listen to our first episode i probably should so i don't say the same things over and over again but um i think i'm gonna have a bit of a different perspective considering that was what you said episode number four yeah and now we're gonna be at like episode number i don't even know like 70 yeah i don't know something like that i think we definitely need to get that get that started again. That was a good choice. Yeah. And I, you know, have mentioned a time or two since that episode, I I obviously didn't mention it during that episode, or at least I don't think I did that, you know, I still haven't really told my primary like friend group that I do this podcast. I have kept it, you know, sort of quiet. I don't talk about it on my primary social media. I've sort of thought about it and said, okay, you know, if we were to get Kelly on the show, that would probably be my unveiling of, hey, I've yeah. been doing this podcast for however long. And, you know, we finally hit sort of the pinnacle of what we've been wanting to do and got the subject of our entire podcast on the show. Um, and so I think I have a little bit more that I can add to the whole Stan Stigma thing. But at the same time, I've I've been like you, Pam, and I've seen more people become 
more accepting. And again, I think that that's also Kelly becoming more accepted in a mainstream world because of the talk show. She's now a little more top of mind. And again, and I, and I don't say this as a, as any sort of derogatory term, but I keep bringing up the whole minivan mom thing. And as a refresher, you know, I bring that up as the people who are the casual fans of Kelly. These are the people who have a couple of her songs on their workout playlist or on their, you know, their phone, but they're not a deep dive fan. They maybe, you know, don't own more than one or two of her albums. You know, this, this is the baseline American consumer who knows who Kelly is, likes a couple of her songs, and that's the extent of their relationship with her. And I feel like now that she has the talk show and she's in everybody's homes five days a week, she's becoming more relevant in the pop culture world. I can't count how many people sent me the Sandra Bullock uh, viral clip yeah. from a couple weeks ago. I mean, first of all, I love the fact that my friends think that I didn't already know about it or that I didn't. I know. <laughs> like, hello, where do you think? <laughs> we, we live under a rock? Who do you think I am? But, but, <laughs> but at the same time, I also really appreciated that I had friends who were thinking of me when they saw that clip and friends that don't normally engage with anything Kelly related whatsoever. They mm -hmm. sent that to me. And I appreciated that. And I thought, okay, this is good. You know, obviously my friends know my brand. <laughs> they know what I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, even they are kind of giving a little hat tip going, you know, hey, I saw your girl on TV. This was really funny. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. And it's it continues to evolve my perspective from the same person I was when I spoke um, on that Stan Sigma episode. So, yes, might be a topic worth revisiting. And again, bringing in a fan or two to talk about, you know, sort of their experiences with their stigmas, so to speak. I mean, definitely the stigma for a single, well, not single, I guess, a male is that you've got to be gay. Now, it doesn't really help the way I sound, which is fantastic. Thanks, God. <laughs> um, because I am um, married to a woman and have a child, and that's great. But I mean, that was always just like one more tally in the oh, well, you must be gay because that's why else would you be obsessed? And then it was also, oh, don't you want to, don't you want to marry her or something? I'm like, not really. I mean, I do think that she is very good looking, um, but it's for me all been about the voice from the beginning. That's what I fell in love with, not her look. So I chose one more episode. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I chose five. Yep. So my last one that we did, um, I think we did this one over the summer and it was our favorite lyrics. Yeah. I think more often than not as music consumers, you know, we 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 listen to lyrics obviously, but I think at least myself, the first thing I listen to in a song is the melody and the the vocals. So sometimes the lyrics are not the they're the third thing I'll listen to or listen for. So this episode really forced me to figure out which lyrics really resonated with me the most and why. And here were some of my favorites. I mean, this this song is, you know, one of Kelly's biggest hits, massive fan favorite. And I think sometimes, you know, you never really stop and just think about the lyrics that you're singing and the fact of like how much pain is actually behind some of those words. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, I'm getting all, you know, 
therapisty over here yeah. myself. But but yeah, I mean that that song has has always had sort of a, a special place in my heart, and I I you know take the lyrics very literally whenever I hear them, and so I I definitely could not make this list without that song. I think it's interesting because obviously that song she relates to so much, and unfortunately it has kind of come back again in her life recently. But the line, this is not one of my, this is not one of the things I chose, but uh, because of you, I'm ashamed of my life because it's empty. I always just found that really interesting that she cut that out. Yeah. um, Performances in later years. I am wondering if that would ever make a comeback. Not that I need it to, because it's just, it's a painful lyric and no one really never needs to like relive those experiences, but I'm just kind of curious given recent circumstances and i think it was a bit of a mini therapy session for us at times there were some lyrics that were definitely like more fun and lighthearted, but some of them like i was like oh this actually really resonates with me and it's a little deep uh jeremy what about you what i liked about that episode was that we had no idea what was coming because uh, no. that episode was back in august of, of 2021 and i think that if we had that episode after when Christmas came around or when Christmas comes around, we would have spent a majority of that episode talking about that particular record because, you know, those lyrics were were something else when that album came out. And I think that was one of the things that we all bumped on a lot when we were doing our rapid reaction to the album. So, again, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we're going to be able to revisit this kind of a topic down the road after we've got a couple of more records uh, under our belt because, the, the the new Christmas album in and of itself has a ton of really biting and and tough lyrics to hear. And then I can't imagine what's going to be on this new album and what's going to come subsequently from there. So yeah, definitely going to be a topic worth revisiting. Yeah. I was like, that's definitely going to be something we can definitely do again because it was so hard to narrow down our favorite lyrics. I definitely didn't get to it. We, I think we chose maybe like 10 or so each. So there's Clearly, with her entire catalog, there is a lot more to choose from. So it's definitely something we can revisit at some point. For sure. My last episode that I chose was one that I thought that was, again, one of those really niche episodes that really spoke to the real hardcore fans. And it's not that I don't want casual Kelly Clarkson fans to listen to our podcast. I definitely think that they should because... It will help them become a more well-rounded Kelly fan, and maybe they'll hear some topics on our podcast, and it'll make them want to do a deeper dive into Kelly's career and her music. And the episode I'm talking about was our demos, leaks, and unreleased episode. I knew that's what you were going to say. That yes. was on my list of considering, so go ahead. Well, and <laughs> and I will say, and I think we did mention this uh, a time or two over the course of the podcast, but you know, this was an episode that we were really unsure if we should really do it because the demos and the and the leaks that happened especially you know in the in the mid to late 2000s were a very taboo topic because it sort of drew that line between Kelly and her people and the fans who wanted to support her but we were also willing to take possession of things that really didn't belong to us. And, you know, Kelly obviously and and her people and and Jason, I will probably throw him in there as well, did not want those demos and some of those songs to leak out. They did not. Those were not intended for public consumption. They are not 
finished products. They are not as polished as everybody involved in making that music wanted them to be. And so they weren't ready to be seen or heard. And yet we got a ton of them and it felt almost like we were admitting guilt. Like, okay, I admit it. I stole music that didn't belong to me. That's really kind of what that whole episode is an admission of. And it was, it was a very tough decision for us to do that episode. I really loved the demo version of ready that leaked out prior to the release of all I ever wanted. And I think that this song was remarkable in the sense that we were all very interested as to whether this song was going to be released as it was not necessarily the recording quality, but more the lyrical quality, because this was the first song that we heard Kelly swear in a song. Oh, that's right. Because she has the line, all of this shit. Yes. And ultimately, that line got changed for the version that came out on All I Ever Wanted. And I think a lot of people were actually a little disappointed <laughs> when they heard the final version. But what's really funny, and I and I only just remembered this story, is it was on the All I Ever Wanted tour. And Kelly sings Ready on that tour. And she's singing the song at the show that we're at. And she gets to that line where she had changed it for the album version and the amount of people in the crowd who sang all of that shit. It was <laughs> so loud. She caught it. She oh, no. heard it and she acknowledged it. Oh, no. Like she smiled and laughed because oh. she knew what we were doing. Oh, she good. knew what we were saying. She knew. It was like it was like our way of winking at her. And then she sort of winked back at us figuratively, of course. But it was very funny to see that happen in concert. And it was almost that way of of a, a cross section of the crowd saying, we heard this early. We liked this version and we're going to scream it back at you. And her acknowledging that she knows what they heard. I thought I thought she was going to be like annoyed that we like had heard that version, but I like that she was. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That makes me feel a little bit better. So I think that it was an important episode to do, and I am, I'm glad that we ended up doing it. I, I will say that I was a little worried after we did that episode, Pam, because I thought that that was going to hurt our chances of ever like talking to anybody from Kelly's camp because we're like, oh, you're those people that downloaded the illegal you know, demos and leaks, you know, no, thanks. This is your penance 12 years later, you know, <laughs> I think I was really nervous to do this episode again. It was almost like it was a thing that a lot of people had listened to and knew about, but we didn't really talk about. Mm -hmm. um, it's like fight club. And, <laughs> but at the same time, the last time we really had like a big slew of leaks come out was yeah, at least a decade ago for the generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, and one, 10 years ago, it was a while ago. And number two, most of these are on YouTube and there's a reason they have not been taken down at this point. They're yeah. just like, they're there. And if you find them and you stumble upon them, that's great. We purposely didn't direct people to be like, hey, here's a link where you can find all the, the songs. We didn't do that. We were like, you know what? Yeah. Here are the titles. If you want to go look them up, figure it out. That's kind of what we did because, you know, we're not. We want people to support Kelly in any way that she can and in any way that you can. Um, 
And if that means, you know, supporting and buying her music or streaming her music, we want you to do that, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's also it was also fun to kind of go back on just being like, wow, I forgot the song is this or mm-hmm. wow, she did like a little, um, you know, a little nudge to this person. And it, it was funny. I remember I'm pretty sure it was that episode. I think I made a mistake that episode and I just I'll clear it up. What? Nine months later. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I said wash, rinse, repeat was about Ryan Tedder when I think it's really more Clive Davis. Oh, but it's like a little bit of both. So we'll just say it's both. But I'm pretty sure I was wrong on that episode and I had a lot of people calling me out. So I'm like, sorry, guys, I can make a mistake sometimes. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think it was an interesting episode. Um, Yeah, again, it's not like we were talking about demos that had leaked three months prior. Right. It was a while ago. I'm sure she had forgotten about most of the specific tracks anyway. Yeah, and I think that going back to our reasoning for ultimately doing the episode, one, because, you know... I don't consider us journalists, but that's sort of, you know, what we are in doing this podcast. You know, we're, we are people who are covering a particular person and their career. So in a way, very loosely, we're journalists. And I think that, you know, this is an important chapter in Kelly's story that we talk about because, you know, she was one of the artists that had a very significant amount of music leaked out before it was finished. And also, you know, to to the point that you made, Pam, about how the songs are all available on YouTube. And if these were really songs that needed to be hidden away or was were really not wanted in the public domain, they would have all been taken down by RCA or Atlantic or whomever. It made us feel a little less guilty about doing the episode and a little more free to talk about it. Because, like you said, these these songs have been out there available for years, and it's not like you know the songs came out and then they disappeared, and you know they're they're held under tight copyright. Um, so it, it loosened us up a little bit to talk about the episode, and I'm glad we did the episode because it was again really fun to do. A, I mean, the deepest of the deep dives when you're talking about Kelly's music. I mean, just about every artist has had some kind of demo of some kind leaked out uh, more so uh, some more so than others. And those are none of them are ever intended to be heard by the public. But at the same time, the average consumer doesn't know nor cares about, you know, demo recordings. There's people that don't want to hear demos because they want to hear a finished, polished product, not something that sounds like, you know, you recorded it up against a speaker in a loud room. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, yeah. Kelly's the only artist that I would want to hear demos for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So that kind of handles uh, some of the episodes that we really, really dug from the last year, year and a half or so. But there were also some really big moments for the podcast itself in some of the guests that we talked to, Pam. Yeah, we had all of our guests are wonderful, but mm-hmm. we have Five in particular, five episodes where we had like very special guests Uh and we wanted to keep this separate from our like list of episodes. So um, one of the episodes I loved was when we had Jason Farrell on. Jason Farrell um, was part of, I think that was our part two episode of our duets uh, episodes. Duets was the 2012 ABC 
singing reality show that Kelly was a judge on before The Voice, well before The Voice. And Jason was one of Kelly's contestants. So ironically enough, Jason is cousins with Nettie, who we've had on our podcast for our roundtable. So she was able to very easily uh, hook us up with that. And uh, Jason was – he's such a sweetheart. And I really loved hearing firsthand from him what it's like to have Kelly as a mentor because we haven't had anyone on The Voice on here. Maybe one day. Yeah. But, I mean, duets was still, what, six years before she was ever on The Voice? So Mm -hmm. it was really early on in her mentor stages and it was really cool to see what it was like working with her. Yeah. I I really loved talking with Jason. He's such a chill guy and – had some really great stories about the behind the scenes stuff that I think a lot of people never knew about duets. And, you know, a lot of people don't really remember the show just because it was a one and done uh, type of a summer replacement show on ABC. And so it was cool to, you know, sort of go back and relive that particular series and hearing all the stories uh, about Jason's journey to get onto the show itself and just some really cool insight from him. You know, I watched it back and I cringe every time, especially that first episode. It was so cringy to me just because crying and I cry face on. But um, <laughs> we didn't even know. I think the show was so new that the producers were still trying to figure out everything as we were going. So I didn't even know, like, even for our, my first audition in front of Kelly, I don't think they didn't even tell us that we're auditioning. It was like, you're going to sing three songs. And then they didn't tell us till we got there that it was for Kelly. And then for that show, they told... They texted me and Juliana, the girl I was going against, that, oh, you're just going to go to Kelly's show in San Diego. And I was expecting to sing in her dressing room again, like we did for the first audition. And then um, when they told us that we had to go on stage, I was like, wait, what? first <laughs> time. You don't want to, like, get us ready first. But um, it was interesting, very overwhelming, as you saw in the first episode. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot for someone who never performed in – front of other people besides their family but i yeah. love it now even though it's like hard for me to watch it was a great moment like looking back uh the next special guest that we really really loved having on the show this year was alex goldschmidt and if you are a fan of kelly that follows a lot of the activity on twitter you have no doubt seen alex's tweets and he is uh you know one of the ultimate fanboys that's out there uh, has a huge Twitter following, is extremely hilarious on Twitter, is completely unashamed and unabashed at his Kelly fandom. And he was everything that we wanted and more as a podcast guest. He was so much fun. He was another one of our guests where we really wanted to just sit and talk with him for hours and hours. I think he even remarked at the end of it, he's like, oh, I don't want to be done yet. Like, I want to keep talking. And uh, and we've had a couple of people who have been like that. And he was just a, he was so full of energy and his stories were so great. And I really, really love his passion. I've seen her at some like niche, niche moments. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. I saw Kelly Clarkson. There was a, the Grammys like a decade ago did a, and probably more than a decade, but like all of us, like the 90s were will always be 10 years ago for me. But- Oh, always. <laughs> a decade ago, the Grammys did this concert series where in different cities around the US, they paired random artists together for like a co-headlining gig. 
in Boston, where I was going to Boston University, they had a gig at, it was like, I think it was like the House of Blues or something. And it I was- I know what you're going to say. Boston and Lady Gaga. That's when Lady Gaga like first came out. That was yes. 2009, I think. Yes. It was the bubble. So yeah, it was a decade. Like the bubble dress outfit yes. and yes. like the very pared down. And it was the most like, like genuinely the most iconic thing I like have ever experienced because like Lady Gaga comes out like full pop star on a budget. Like she still was early. So it was still like, <laughs> but she was doing the most with all of this, all of this hoopla. And then Kelly Clarkson comes out, no shoes on, no socks, in like jeans and like a t-shirt and was just like, hey (laughs) y'all, like she, (laughs) Gaga is literally like wearing those like glasses that have, have TV screens on that, like screens on them, they're playing crazy stuff. And like Kelly Clarkson looks like she like just got done with happy hour around the corner. And just like walked she over, probably did walked over with her friends and just like happened upon this show like she, like it wasn't planned she just was like I'll just do a few songs and it yeah and she tore I mean she tore the house down I mean that her voice she could come out in like a muumu with her hair and curlers <laughs> and then tear the house down and immediately you don't even you you aren't even thinking about the fact that she looks like she's ready for Friday night out with the girls in the suburb. Yes. She she <laughs> just, she wails. I feel like during that episode, my abs were hurting because he's just, <laughs> he doesn't try to be funny. That's just his natural personality. He's just so insanely witty. And yeah. that's like, that that that's a gift. And I just, I thought he has such a funny way of telling stories. He met Kelly at The Voice and he was telling us all about that. Like, I think it was the finale with Bryn. He met her there. Mm-hmm. And I really loved, I kind of threw it at him last minute. I was like, hey, can we get some like reactions and can we read some of your tweets out loud? And I thought that was fun. He, you know, so he got to kind of explain some of the stuff that he was thinking when he tweeted. So I really enjoyed him. I would love to have him back on at some point, maybe whenever we get a new that song like not the christmas album but like a new like other song or an album i would love Mm -hmm. to hear more from him he was so he was so much fun yes uh next up we have oh god this was one of my all-time favorite favorite episodes we've ever done it was with jim vararos from american idol season one oh so much fun I did not know what we were going to get into. Like, we've seen him on Twitter. He's hilarious. But then it's a completely different ballgame when you actually sit and talk to him. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, it's it was interesting because he obviously was on Idol with Kelly. They went through the whole journey together. And it was a very crazy and strange, strange journey because no one had ever done that before because it was the very first season. So it was really interesting to hear about that, to hear how they kind of, quote unquote, grew up together on the show, some of the drama that went on behind the scenes. But it's also insane that he is such a Kelly stan right now. Mm -hmm. And he knows his stuff. Like we were, when we did this episode afterwards, we spoke with him off air for at least a half hour and he was asking us, okay, so like, what's your favorite song? What's your least favorite song? And what's your favorite album? And like, he knows all the tracks. Oh yeah. He knows the, he knows the random ones that like, again, only like the really hardcore fan knows. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, props to you, Jim. (laughs) I, I just, I love him. I love him. And he's just so interactive with Kelly fans on Twitter still to this day. 
and because he is such a fan himself. Yeah, we he is one of our, you know, major guests that I think both you and I have stayed in touch with and we and we converse yeah. with from time to time. And I mean, first and foremost, he was so generous with his time because, you know, Jim, who, you know, he doesn't sing, you know, really anymore, but he's got his own uh, wedding uh, business that he's working through and, and he's a very in-demand person. And he spent at least two hours with us. I mean, we edited it down to about an hour and a half interview. And then like Pam said, he talked to us additionally on top of all of that. And, you know, was just so kind with his time and was just so excited. And again, was another one of those people where he was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we have to go. Like, because I think he actually had a commitment he needed to get to, but he wanted to stay and just keep talking because he just loves talking about Kelly. And you can tell that he has a genuine affection and affinity for her as a person and as an artist. Uh, It it just shines through in, in everything that he says about her. And he was just so much fun to have on the show and to talk and just to share all of those American Idol memories, which, you know, again, we, we've been sort of lucky to, you know, we started this podcast around the time of the Idol anniversary and then not terribly long after the next anniversary, we get somebody who was in the top 10 with Kelly. I don't know what we're going to do for next year. We'll have to figure (laughs) something out. Uh, But uh, I don't know if we're going to top it, but we'll, we'll do our best. But either way, uh, it was just so much fun to 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 feel his energy and his passion for for Kelly and her career, and just a genuinely nice guy. And like I said before, continues to engage with Kelly fans, with us, with the podcast itself. Just an all around uh, A plus guy. I, everybody needs a Jim Vararos in their life. All right, I guess I want to take us back a little bit more to the audition process. Like yeah. even when you were at the audition. Um, obviously you made it through, duh. Right. Um, even when you were waiting, did you feel like you had any sort of like imposter syndrome or you felt like you saw the other people that were warming up and you're like, there's no way in hell I'm ever making yes, it? Yes, yes. Okay, so so I want to take you through it because again, this was first season, so a very different time, all right? So I remember my very good friend at the time, she had heard about this show, right? Like on the radio and she's like, Jim, like you should go out and, and trust me guys, like I didn't want to be a pop star. That was never my plan. You want to do, you want to do theater, right? Yeah. I wanted to be like off Broadway, you know, I wanted to be on stage, but I never gave a shit about like being, you know, Justin Bieber. Like I didn't care about that. Stuff. <laughs> so um, I, I was like, Oh, that sounds like fun. Like, yeah, I'll go. So again, first season, nobody knew what the fuck it was. Okay. Idol started in the UK as Pop Idol, right? So Will Young won that first season. It went on to be very, very popular. So I remember kind of doing a little research on Will. I thought he was super cute. I was like, oh, I like, I love this. Like, that's kind of fun, right? And then the Simon Cowell guy, I was like, who the fuck? Like, why is he so fucking cranky? This guy needs to get laid, right? So, oh my um, God. I, so then I was like, okay, like this sounds like fun, whatever. But then I was like, oh, Paula Abdul's a judge. Oh my God, I'm sold. I fucking love her. So. I went to the Congress Plaza Hotel. I was a student at Columbia College at the time. So I walked to the hotel and I went to the hotel and I'm looking around and there was like a like a six foot table with like two people wearing headsets. And I was like, hey, like here, I'm here for the auditions um, for I think American Idol. And they're like, oh yeah, just have a seat. We're just waiting for more people to show up. Not a single fucking soul in the Whoa. entire room. So I'm like, am I in the right place? Whatever. So I wait for like four more people to show. And so then they take the five of us into like a room and they had like a line. That's of That's just the five of us. And like, 
And like they, they put like a line of duct tape and it's just like a camcorder, like in a room, like on the other side. <laughs> You're and like, so, this is shady. I'm like, yeah, what? this is, like, is only fans. This is how only fans. <laughs> I love him. He is so infectious. Yes. He's so absolutely. funny. So funny. Yes. All right. And that leaves uh, two people left that we were uh, most excited to talk to this last year. And I think you can pretty much figure out if you've been following the podcast, who we're going to be talking about. And that is uh, the two people who have basically been closest to Kelly Clarkson over the course of most of her career. Uh, and that is both Aben Eubanks and Jason Halbert. Uh, Aben Eubanks was the one we most recently had on the podcast. And he was another one where, you know, we could have talked for hours and hours and hours. And, you know, again, Aben is another one of those guys who is very busy. He's in demand. He's got things going on. I thought we were going to be incredibly lucky if we got 45 minutes out of him. And I mean, we ended up going nearly an hour and a half. And he was just so, again, generous with his time, just, you know, has story after story is such a talented guy, has such incredible insight. I, I mean, I really could have listened to that guy talk uh, for the entire day about any and all things Kelly. When I'm in the lobby and Allie, you know, um, uh, Kelly's nanny is there as well. Um, and there's a few people in the lobby and stuff and we're standing there and I, you know, Allie's like, let me see Everson, you know, and Allie's holding Everson. And we're just standing there and all of a sudden the, the door pops open. Here comes Paul McCartney in his pink button down, rolling up his sleeves. Where's this baby? There's a baby out here. There's this baby. Where's this baby? <laughs> oh my God. I'm dying, right? Was it was it your was he talking about Everson? Yes. Oh my god. Walks, the coolest kid ever. He walks across the like the lobby right there and he's making a beeline for Everson. You know, Allie's holding Everson and Paul McCartney's walking over to Everson and he's like touching his cheek and like, well, hey, you know, like messing with him. And I take my phone and I'm like, oh my God. And I go click. And I go, what am I doing? And I'll do it. I put that away. I was like, oh shit. Oh. So I, I was like, what? I was like, it freaked me out. I was like, wait, I'm taking a no, what? No. So I put that away. But there is one blurry picture that exists of that. <laughs> so this is the best, actually, because so so he's going like, oh, you know, and he's meeting. I'm I'm about three people down and Paul's like, oh, you know, nice to meet you. And then he goes to the next person or whatever. And he gets like right next and he's about to come to me. And all of a sudden, on the other side of the lobby, the door swings open and it's David Blaine oh my. and his daughter. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I was expecting you to say. And Paul swings over and he's like, oh, hey. And he like, you know, walks over. And I'm like, come oh, on, man. So close, so close, so close. I was meeting. And so he walks over and they're, you know, David Blaine and they're doing their thing and like catching up and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm just sitting there. I was like, oh, man, it was really close. Um, and so just a few minutes later, Kelly comes out and she's holding River. And she kind of like, it, she comes out like like right where Paul and David are. And like, Kelly's not looking. And she kind of bumps him. She goes, oh, like, oh, like, hey. well, Gartney. <laughs> you, know? Like, you know, in the true Kelly way or whatever. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, like that. And she's like, oh, nice to meet you. You know, this is whatever. And, you know. Kelly's not a Beatle fan, you know, or so she's like, you know, whatever. And, and Kelly's, you know, she's, she's not affected, you know, that way. And uh, so she's like, well, I'm going to go home. You know, I've been here all day, so I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I'm out or whatever. Um, and he's like, okay, cool. You know, nice to meet you like that. And so she's river and she passes by me and, you know, she walks up and she's walking by me to leave. And she's like, did you meet him? Did you meet him? 
I was like, no, I almost did. And I was like, it was close, but man, it was awesome. She was like, what? <laughs> you didn't meet him? I was like, nah. She's like, no, no, fuck that, fuck that. No, no. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, Paul, Paul. She's like hollering over to Paul. Yeah, like, turns around, she goes, I hate to be that asshole, but like this guy here thinks you invented fire and blah, 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 you know, like all this. And he's like, oh, this oh, impeccable taste, you know, and he starts coming over to me. And I'm standing, and by this time, the whole room is free because everyone knows like what this means and stuff to me because I'm like just obnoxious Beatle fan. And so he's walking over and he's shaking my hand. And I just remember like, wanting out of that moment because I'm just like, I everyone's watching or like I don't you know it's like I don't want to like I don't want to I don't want to do anything that's gonna I don't want to mess this up <laughs> like I can't like I can't wreck my beetle stuff that would devastate me yeah like, I just remember shaking his hand and he had the like softest hands I'd ever felt in my life like he'd never <laughs> worked a hard day in his life you know and so he just had he had super soft hands he was just like he's like oh you know thank you so much and you know, here's a man with impeccable taste and like, you know, just going on and stuff. And I was just like, you know, thank you so much. You know, thanks and stuff. I don't want, you know, keep you to bother you. Like, you know, let, let me out of here. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and that was it. I would just remember like after meeting him and, you know, it's just kind of like everything was just kind of like sparkly and slow motion. And I didn't really know. It was just, it's like one of those moments. Everything. <laughs> what do you do like, after? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't say people are talking to you. And you're just like, well, no, they're just like, you, don't, <laughs> you like, are on like a true high. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. I'm like, I'm floating on a cloud. I walk outside and it's like, you know, now I'm not in a, a dark studio and it's like bright and sunny. And I'm like looking out and it's just like, that's just me, Paul McCall. <laughs> <laughs> Around a Monday morning. What? Am I alive? Is that's this real? real? Like, I'm so confused right now. Like, but it yeah, just happens. floats back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, didn't exactly. He, didn't but, even need the know, car. Something else I owe, you know, a great debt of gratitude to Kelly for. I mean, like, wow. <laughs> but, at the, but in the moment, though, where, did you feel like super tiny when she's like, hey, Paul, come over here. You're like, no, 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 don't don't bring him over here. She's like the mom. Be like, come here, huh? you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was, it was, you know, it was. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like uh, any kind of like, I, I felt like kind of glad because I mean, it's like, I, I really did want to meet. So I felt really appreciative. I remember feeling definitely gratitude and appreciative that she recognized that. And like, she knew it was a moment that like had to be taken because it probably would not happen again. And she was like, this moment has to happen. Like, cause she, she knows, I mean, like our, like uh, it's, it's funny. Our, our banter, you know, in our relationship is uh, about the Beatles and how like, like she doesn't hate the Beatles or doesn't you know not like the Beatles, but she, you know, she's like, you know, Very it's not like, her thing. Whatever, whatever about yeah. it. And so, but I'm always like, I'm always like poking her with it and stuff. I'm like, oh man, you know, you keep, you know, you keep on, you know, you can, you'd be as good as the Beatles one day. <laughs> you know, or just like, you know, or I'm just always down. I'm like, wow, this is a really good song. Like, you know, if, you know, if you keep working at it, I mean, you might, you know, you might be like Beatles caliber one day or, you know, I'm, I'm always like joking. With her she's like, Amen, shut up. <laughs> Beatle boy, you know, oh, Beatle boy. Beatle boy. She's, like, Beatle oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> so she's always like, you know, whatever. Like, oh, there's a Beatles. Oh. <laughs> I had first met Aben 
when I was like 16 at like a back uh, outside a venue. Mm-hmm. And I've met him. I've been fortunate enough to meet him um, a couple times over the years at shows and converse with him on Twitter. But it's never been more than just like a couple sentences here and there. And to really sit down and have like a full conversation was just so, so rewarding mm-hmm. to hear like he's written some of my fa- all-time favorite songs he knows that i told him i was like thank you for these because they've like saved me yeah and you know the fact that i got to talk to someone who has written stuff like has written my favorite songs like not many people can say that and that's not like me trying to humble brag that's just being like kelly surrounds herself with such cool people and such down-to-earth people that you know, even if you happen to bump into any of the band members at an event or a show, like they will talk to you, mm-hmm. which is so cool for anyone listening. Like if you think, oh, I'm never going to never going to meet anyone. I'm like, you doubt you definitely can. And they are so kind and so genuine. And they will definitely like take the time to like listen to you and speak to you. Um, and Aben and Jason are both like that. But um, yeah, Aben, it was so much fun to hear about also the comparison of working on both of the two christmas albums because when we had spoken to him it was a week or two after um the new christmas album came out yeah and he had a lot of involvement on that so it was very cool to hear a little bit about that process and uh also the paul mccartney story loved it (laughs) paul (laughs) paul (laughs) um that was just so much fun i yeah he's he's a sweetheart and i would love to get him back on at some point i think he said he would um we're obviously not going to do it right away because yeah. we'll get some variety but we definitely will we're, we're going to try to get even back on at some point he was yeah, he so was, nice he was so much fun to talk to especially and i'm so thankful that we got to talk with him right after the release of the christmas album and especially considering like you said he had a lot of involvement with that album it was really great to have a lot of this information that was fresh in his head because i know he had to sort of Think back to, you know, when they were writing stuff for the My December album and for All I Ever Wanted. And it was just really great that he had a lot of this stuff fresh in his mind about what had happened with the writing process for um, for the new album. And he was yet to be seen in a couple of things that were coming up, like the iHeart Christmas special, the NBC Christmas special, which we saw him on as well. So it was, I think we just, we picked the absolute perfect time to talk to Aben because he was really ramping back up with a lot of stuff that he was doing with Kelly. And I think that, you know, the way that he made it sound and, and this episode is going to be coming out, you know, very close to Christmas. So it, some of these moments may have already happened, but he sort of let us down the road that he's going to be making some more appearances with, uh, with my band y'all on the talk show to perform some Christmas songs. Uh, so I, I really hope that that is what the case is. And yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about, uh, how nice of a guy is again, another person who has continued to stay in touch with the podcast after the episode, uh, has been very uh, fun to talk to outside of the show. And so, yeah, I, I can't wait to have him on again and just a genuinely, genuinely nice, talented guy. Last but not least is, uh, Mr. Jason Halbert himself. That was so cool. That was actually the first person I think we got out of these five. I'm pretty sure Jason was the very first. And I thought that was going to be a stretch to even get him on here. Yeah. Um, And I'm so surprised because he is insanely busy. He even told us like in the interview and outside the interview, if I don't answer you, 
Don't take it personally. I don't yeah. answer anyone. I'm terrible at it. So, <laughs> and we've learned even... after we've learned after the fact that he's right. He's terrible at getting back to text messages. <laughs> <laughs> but like he, it was so nice of him and so selfless that like again we expected maybe 45 minutes. We were on for a solid hour and a half, give or take, and like that was during the workday. Like yeah, he it was, was a weekday. Yeah, it was a weekday was... during the day. Yeah, he was just – I think that week he said that he and the band had just gotten back into the Universal Studios uh, to start up season three. And they were working through the processes of the first three weeks of Kelly Oki's. And, of course, we we know that those were all, you know, fantastic. So the fact that he was, you know, just getting back into the swing of season three of the talk show and we had him – on and and we're able to talk with him during that process was really great the million dollar question that every fan you know submitted to us for a question which we yep. kind of know we're we're not going to get get any answer about which is yep. when is new music coming you can, yep. can you confirm yeah confirm it's, it's, it's soon. Yeah, soon that's really the all company, you can say. the company line is soon yeah, yeah. so and, here, and here's and here's the deal i used to like speak out more about the stuff and without exaggeration for the past 18 years there's never been a month that I haven't recorded something for Kelly for some upcoming project. And even, and the fans know this, even when Kelly says, hey, my next single is such and such, something early happens where maybe it's not. So I just gave up trying to predict. So all I know is I've worked on a lot of music and there's been some speculation online about what that might be. And there there are some, some elements, but I don't know if that's actually for now or what. Right. And then we've been working on stuff that is definitely not what fans think it is. And then yeah, I've, I've recorded three or four things in the last six months that have nothing to do with an album, but that if they come out are some of the most exciting things I've ever done. So I'm not being cryptic and I never, you know, I'm, I'm never mad for somebody asking. And it's not that even, and nobody's ever told me, no, I just feel like it's not my story to tell. I don't want to mess up any, um, you know, surprises. Sometimes that's fun. And and to be honest, even if Kelly came on and said, this is what's happening, there's a chance that maybe something else will happen. So I just yeah. like it to come out when it comes out. And yeah. it's always a surprise because a lot of times it, by the time something comes out, I forgot that I was even a part of it. Like I'm right. Like, like I'm getting another another round of messages right now about um, the morning show um, appearance that we did. Well, that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Honestly, I forgot that we ever even did that, you know. So by the time things come out, I've there's just so much going on in a good way. So that's not a crypt. So music is coming soon. It was so cool, you know, hearing a lot of how, like what is done behind the scenes of the Kelly Clarkson show, as well as Kelly, Kelly's music, like making an album or making a song, his involvement and what him and Kelly do, what their process is like. Very cool to hear all about that. And, um, I also really loved this part that we had where he talks about a lot of uh, fan involvement. I follow all the Kelly fan forum communities and it's just more of, A, I just, I really, there's some great people there and I, I love their enthusiasm. B, I'm also a fan and C, I use all of our fans to um, get ideas for tours and get ideas for the show. So anyway, I follow all that. And, uh, you know, we always get these comments on stage, you know, the band is too loud and we can't hear Kelly and blah, blah, blah. And what a lot of people don't realize is we actually make zero volume. Like if the if the guy at the front of house turned off the sound, you would not hear a single thing that I'm doing. So there's never a case where I can play too loud over Kelly. Yeah. That's out of our control. Somebody else is mixing that blend. Yep. And then not only that, as you know, as an audio person, um, 
what somebody might hear on their TV at home is different than if you have a soundbar, that is different if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got off on that other than... No, um, but it's true because know. a lot of it's also done, you know, in post because yeah. you record it and then, you know, you can only do so much as the yeah. musical director, but then you send it off to the whoever does the actual editing for the show. Like, you're not sitting yeah. there putting clips together. That's not your job. You have a whole... There's yeah. a whole team that does that, so... Yeah. Um, I, that we're talking about the applause yeah. so in our ears, you know, we... Um, we're hearing things that nobody at home hears. So I've got directors talking in one ear and producers and, you know, there's all this stuff going on, but we actually put fake applause in our ears at the end of every song. So like <laughs> when we end, there's a crowd of like 20,000 people cheering. So that's why we're all like, yeah, the room is just dead silence, you know? So, uh, and of course the amazing story, the, the whole Pope story, a lot of us had seen Kelly perform for the Pope back in 2008. And to hear like his little like story about, you know, kneeling or kissing the Pope's hand or yeah. whatever it was, that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> that was awesome. And I and I think we've we told this story on one other episode of the podcast, or or maybe we told it on a live or something. I know we've said it out loud, but I want to tell it again for in the context of of talking about how much we enjoyed having Jason on the show. So we talked to him back in August. Just as, again, they were starting to ramp back up for the talk show. But Jason had been working hard for several months, we know. And we now later found out that he was working hard on When Christmas Comes Around. And when we jumped on the Zoom with Jason, the first thing I think that Pam and I noticed was that he (laughs) had a lit Christmas tree in his office which is there on, I don't remember which floor he's on uh, at Universal Studios where they tape the show. And at one point, and you can even see it in the video, if you watch the video of our interview, he talks about how people have been, uh, you know, coming up with ideas of what they think is coming. And then he puts his hands up and literally points to the Christmas tree behind him. (laughs) Now, we kept that part in the podcast because it, out of context of a video, It just sounds like he was saying it out loud, but you couldn't tell that he was pointing to something. But then when we went to start, you know, the post-production of the podcast, we heard from his people that they were a little concerned that Jason might have given away some information about upcoming projects. And so there was a, a decent portion of the podcast that we had to cut out because at that point, the Christmas album had not been announced. In fact, we didn't even have Christmas isn't canceled yet. So we didn't even know that there was any Christmas content no. coming. We like knew again. There were there were there were rumors at the time. There were, there was rumors that were going around, but there was no confirmation of anything. So when he pointed to us, Jeremy and I were like, "Okay, something is coming. There is some Christmas project." We didn't know what it was, and then when yeah. we heard from his people like a few days later, they gave us a date. Um, it was like September twentieth or something. They, she, yeah. they were like, "Please do not release any video." prior to this date uh-huh. because there was a Christmas tree in the background. So we were like, oh my God, we're going to get it in some sort of Christmas announcement on tw- the 20th. And I'm pretty sure the announcement for Christmas isn't canceled and the album came a few days prior. Yep. But the minute we we the minute we, we heard about um, an official announcement, as soon as that came out, we were like, all right, time to drop the Jason video. That's why it took a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now you know. Yeah. yeah. And I think the uh, and the reason why he was saying that he thought that people were, you know, coming up with ideas of what might be coming out is because I think there was an Instagram photo or some sort of a a story or something that got published. 
that there was a shot of the Christmas tree in his office. Like it was like off to the side or it was, you know, just visible. And so people started to, you know, come up with their own yeah. narrative of what might be coming up. So I think that was a kind of an oopsie accidental posting on the part of somebody. I don't, and it doesn't matter at this point, but yeah, um, but yeah, it and was. I remember, I remember at the Kelly Clarkson show, the New York tapings, which was the very end of um, August. That was right after our episode with Jason came out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it wasn't in my taping, but apparently a different taping. She had like told the audience and she was doing some like interview, I guess, on the set. She right. told the audience that she was coming out with a Christmas album. So then there were those rumors buzzing around. Yep. And then we eventually got the announcement in um, September. But yeah, anyway, we're getting really off topic here. Jason was so much fun to have on here. I would hope we would have him back one day, but he is so busy. So I would understand if it does not happen anytime soon. But so nice of him being basically Kelly's number one um, in the music, in all of her music that she does, to have that that close of a tie come talk to two little old fans so nice so Mm -hmm. kind so selfless and jason if you're listening which i doubt you are but if you are thank you thank you to all of our guests honestly not just everyone it's just anyone who ever takes time out of their day to come to talk to us is so nice because um we're i mean jeremy and i do this specifically as a passion project so when we get people who add to the podcast make it even bigger there's nothing else we can, you know, be more grateful for. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just kind of put a bow on the Jason conversation. Um, I remember just being on a high afterwards, being so excited to have talked to him and, you know, felt like we were a little bit in the know on some things that, you know, were a little early in uh, in the process. That was kind of fun to to be a part of. But yes, I mean, just a, a genuinely nice guy, very interesting guy. He has seen it all. I mean, literally from idol on, I mean, he is the authority on all things Kelly uh, outside of Kelly herself. And I think Jason remembers more things than even Kelly would remember. Uh, So yes, so very excited to have Jason on. And, you know, again, yes, I would co-sign to have him on again. And and now I think we know uh, about the best time to have him on the podcast is about the times when he's getting a new season of the talk show going because he's got a little bit of extra time to breathe. He's not, you know, constantly running, doing, you know, uh, two episodes a day. So we, we might have to file that away for future knowledge. Absolutely. All right. So uh, before we get going, because this is a, another long episode, but before we go, the last thing we want to handle before we take our holiday break is we want to talk about the things that we want to do in 2022 here on Missing the Podcast. And we got a long list, Pam. I mean, I want to get more people, like more Kelly-related guests on here, mm-hmm. whether that are band members, past, present, mm-hmm. Um friends i use i mean i've had people write to we've had people write that they want like kelly's sister on here they want trisha on here i'm like i don't know if we can get to them but like that would be kind of cool would love um, to have uh, Alyssa or trisha on that would be great uh obviously the big cheese herself kelly yep. obviously that's the main goal to get her on here like good luck to us but you know what <laughs> dream big baby we that's may right. do it that's right we might do it um what about you Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm really excited to talk to more fans. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I'm most looking forward to in this year is the new album cycle. I think that, like I said earlier in the show, it's going to be a frenetic, you know, probably three weeks. I'm, I'm pulling this out of my, you know, butt right now, but it could very well be like three weeks worth of episodes 
where we're talking about, you know, the stuff leading up to the album. We're going to have a new single to talk about. We're going to have the album itself. We're going to talk about potential future singles. We're going to have so much to talk about with this new album project, which, you know, I'm still thinking is going to happen in the spring. Uh, I really, really hope it does that. I just, I cannot wait because that's sort of the one thing that, I mean, we sort of got a little bit of a teaser of doing it with the Christmas album and doing that got me really excited about talking about a new regular album. Uh, So I'm very, very excited about that. I also hope that we do see some kind of touring happening. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a Vegas residency. Um, I think that that project is shelved for the the foreseeable future. You know, we've seen a lot of other artists out there, you know, uh, doing Vegas residencies, and that's great for them. Um, I think that Kelly's window has sort of closed for a Vegas residency. Not to say that she can't do it. It's just that's closed for now. So I really hope that there is some kind of a tour of some sort that happens in 2022. And if there is, that's going to be really exciting because that's when we are really going to mobilize and we're going to have all kinds of content for a tour to talk about. I know we've talked about doing a road show for a tour where, uh, you know, we travel to a destination, whether it, you know, be Pam traveling across, uh, across the, uh, the, the bridge to, you know, a New York show and I come out for it or across the bridge. It's such a commute for me. It's 10 I know, minutes. <laughs> I know. You're still traveling nonetheless. I am. I you're going to, you're going to be forced to bring your microphone. <laughs> Yes. Uh, And that's something that, you know, I've sort of been keeping in the back of my mind is, you know, when there is an an official tour and there is a date that we select as sort of the show that we are, we, you and I, Pam are going to go to, you know, we are literally going to figure out a way to do an episode at a tour stop, whether it be in a hotel afterwards or beforehand or the next day or something we're going to figure out a way to actually sit down, have fans nearby. I was going to say, a, a live episode would be, would be kind of cool. A live episode would be pretty wild. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, one way or another, we're going to figure out a way to do that with the podcast. And, you know, we can pretty much only do it when uh, when a tour is going on. I was like my last, well, not my last, but like for the point I didn't bring up, I was like 2022, I want to meet Jeremy. We've yes. never actually met, which is yes. wild. I know. I know. So yeah, that that definitely has to happen, and yeah. I, I I'm cautiously optimistic that something like this can happen, especially now that we know that the voice is pulling back a little bit, and you know talk shows go into hiatus. I'm just thinking that there's there's going to be a very good window of opportunity for album promo and tour. Maybe not the longest tour per se, you know, not like a 40, 50 date tour. You know, probably going to be a smaller 20 to at best 30 date tour. Would love to see that. Would hope something like that could happen. Um, and, you know, tours are still looking very different these days. So, you know, we're not going to be able to be like, okay, you know, who's got the meet and greets for this tour? Because I still think that, you know, meet and greets are going to be a, a ways away before those come back. But either way, it will just be great to see Kelly live in concert somewhere again. Uh, it's been so missed. And I hope that we have that to talk about uh, next year. And, uh, you know, again, I'll echo what Pam said. We'd love to talk to more people from Camp Kelly, uh, more people who have, uh, you know, had paths crossing with her in her career. Uh, Like, again, like you said, old and current band members, 
maybe we can find some more people from American Idol, that sort of thing. You know, all of that stuff is up for grabs. And, you know, as we sort of wrap up our 2021 here and and wrap up this episode, we want to know what you want to see. And so this is no bad ideas in brainstorming. We want to hear your ideas and, and we're putting this out on social as well. We want to know what you want from the podcast in 2021. This is open to everything. It doesn't have to even be, you know, who do we have on the show? It can be guests that you want us to talk about. Do you want us to do more giveaways? If so, what kind of giveaways would you like us to do? Uh, you know, do you want us to do a live episode? Where would you want us to do a live episode? The kinds of episodes that you want us to do. No bad ideas on the table. Everything is out there. And we want you to speak up because I know a lot of times we'll ask for ideas and stuff. And we hear from sort of the same uh, group of people, which is great. You know, we love hearing from all of you guys. But this is your opportunity to really help mold this into the podcast that you really want. Because, again, we say it over and over again. It's all about you guys. And we want to hear what you think. Yeah, especially if there is a specific guest that you want, please tag them because yeah. uh, honestly, like we hadn't really done much outreach yet as far as Kelly's immediate camp. We just hadn't done it really. And then we had people tagging um, Jason Halbert and Jim Verraros. And that's kind of what got their attention. Like yep. literally just you're just tweeting them and it's – it was great. That's how we kind of got the conversation starting with with both of them. So yeah, if there's anyone in particular you want on here, tag them. Uh, Absolutely. Don't spam them because we don't want them to get annoyed. But like, you know, one tag is good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully make, make it happen. Um, I'm really excited to see where this goes next year. And we're also efforting uh, getting people on the show behind the scenes as well. Uh, we're not we're not just crowdsourcing all of our yeah. <laughs> all of our administrative work behind the scenes. We're we're doing some of this on our own as well. But you know, there's just so many things that we want to do, and we have so many fun ideas and so many great topics to come up with. Uh, it's really really going to be an exciting 22. And you know, for, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't do this podcast without your support and without you guys listening. Uh, you know, we thankfully have not been in the position where we were like, you know, we need you to donate to our Patreon because otherwise we can't survive. And, um, you know, nothing against podcasts that, that do that. Um, you know, we, we have never really, and, and Pam, I don't want to speak for you, but we've never talked about this being any sort of a money-making venture at all. Uh, you mm -hmm. have said it best when you said that this is a passion project for sure. And so we do this because of you guys, we know that there is an appetite out there to talk about Kelly and her career and we are so glad that you guys are along for the ride for this. So continue to give us ideas and the things that you want to see. And we are so thankful for each and every one of you guys for listening this year and for uh, making this such a fun podcast to do. Yeah, this is definitely the highlight of uh, my week every week. And it's been so gratifying to see just the positive response from people that people are actually taking time to listen and to engage when we took a week off a few weeks ago, people were like, I didn't realize how much I needed this podcast every week. And I'm like, thank <laughs> you so much. Me too. So it's just, it's really, it's really nice to hear it. It's, uh, I don't know. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, thank you everyone for listening and for following and subscribing. And um, we're going to be off for a few weeks because of the holidays. So sorry to some of you, but if you're not caught up on episodes, this is a great time to do that. 
Um, we're going to be on socials still because I am addicted to social media. So don't you worry. I will well, this, still be on there. <laughs> and this episode, it maybe uh, gave you some insight into some episodes that you haven't listened to yet. Yeah. Maybe you want to hear more. So if you want to go back and hear our interview with Jim Verraros, or if you want to go back and hear us talk to Jason Farrell or the Stan Stigma episode or anything like that, uh, feel free to go back because all of the episodes are still available and we would love for you to catch up with us uh, when we're back. And we're planning to be back on January 11th is going to be our next new episode. Uh, so until then, please follow us on all the socials at Miss Into Podcast on Twitter, Instagram. We're also on Facebook as well. Send us, DM us your ideas, your feedback, everything. We would love to hear from you guys. And until, and I'll let Pam have the last word, uh, but for me, have a wonderful holiday season, uh, have a very happy new year. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the support that you guys have shown us in this year. We promise we're going to continue to make it worth your while to listen each week. And I can't wait to see what we've got coming up in 2022. So again, thank you so much for everything that you guys uh, do for us. You're making me finish after that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> great i wanted no. i wanted the one who doesn't talk for a living to finish out <laughs> oh thanks thank you yeah all i was going to add to that is if you do listen to us on apple if you're able to leave us a rating and write a review it really helps boost our algorithm so that when people search kelly's name in podcasts we come up early on so yep. we really appreciate everyone who has done that so far and if you have two minutes to spare if that um please go ahead and do that and as Jeremy said, thank you everyone who has listened to us, who uh, supports our podcast, because at the end of the day, we are just as big as Kelly fans as you are. And it's so nice to have that connection and that community that um, we've all been yearning for, to be honest. So yeah. hope you all have a fantastic holiday season. Um, you know, No matter what you do, hope you are happy and enjoy your time and stay safe and healthy. And we will see you or you'll hear us. I guess it's 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 a podcast. We will hear you. You will hear us on January 11th. Hooray. Bye guys. Bye guys. Have a great new year. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 